0: welcome back everyone to seaweed brain a percy jackson podcast we are in the post season one era of the percy jackson disney plus tv show where we are getting to talk to all kinds of amazing creative people who worked on this project and today we are joined by two incredible folks from stunts canada stunt coordinating this project stick around All right, welcome to the Zencaster room. Trevor Addy and Eli Zagudakis. Hello, hello. Hi, hi. hi
1: great to be here.
2: Thanks for the invite.
0: <laughs> Carter and I are so excited to talk to you. As somebody who knows like basically nothing about stunts, but is endlessly fascinated by this aspect of filmmaking. We're so excited to learn more about what you do in addition to like specific stuff that happened for this show. Would you guys like to tell us about your jobs and and what led you to working on Percy Jackson?
1: Uh, So as a stunt coordinator, it's kind of like the analogy of what you would say a sports team would be. Stunt coordinator is the coach of the performers. We want to hire the best performers to produce the best product and put them in the right spots so that we can get the best outcome. And the difference between... Uh, sports and film is the creative process. So we take everything from the writers to the directors and producers and actors and everybody that's involved with the show, art department, and just put it all into a blender and figure out how to make our performers safe and our actors safe and create some like really, really cool action that is gonna drive the story forward.
0: Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Trevor, did you want to add anything to that?
2: Uh, yeah, he's totally wrong. No, <laughs> no, I totally agree with everything there. And um, I think the biggest misconception with the stunt department though, and he touched on it, which is uh, for us, it's the safety department. Yeah. We, you receive a script and everything in it is, is full of, of danger and excitement and all these other things. And you know, I've worked on shows where people are like, oh, you worked on that? What'd you do? It's like, oh, I f- fell and hit my head on a thing. And they're like, what, what what do you mean? That's the stunt. It's is We had to figure out how to make that safe and make it tell the story of that. And, and people go, oh, that's not exciting. And, and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes the job is just making sure that everyone's got a safety line so they can't get too close to the edge because there's no railing. And it's everywhere from training cast so that they can be safe and they understand their limitations and we understand their limitations and when to put in the stunt double who then knows better how to do the job safely, not because they're expendable, but because they have the experience to do so. And that's, I think, what's really cool, because that's where the art comes in, where there's dozens of ways to get the job done, but we get to communicate with production and and be like, well, we could do this or this or this. And they go, okay. And, you know, you never really hit a roadblock with someone going, no, I want to do it absolutely for real. Everyone's really like, how, what is the magic trick? How do we make this happen? Yeah, And the creativity is coming up with the version of it where it's a simulation of the danger. But I like to say the safest spot to be during a stunt is the person in the middle of it because every possibility has been looked at for that person to be there.
0: Oh yeah. You guys, your IMDb pages are insane and like so long. <laughs> Would either of you like to share the story of like the very first project you worked on as a stunt performer? And like, <laughs> how did you get there?
2: It's a long journey into stunts and in, in, in every stunt community has their own way of doing it. And it changes over time. And I, I just love movies and want to be involved in movies any which way and ended up in the direction of heading towards stunts by meeting stunt people and training with them. And, you know, there's busy times and they're bringing on new people. And then there's dead times. And they're like, well, yeah, we're not going to look at new people for a while. But my first actual credit was on the movie Catwoman. And Wow. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> it was the <laughs> funniest thing because there's no reason to hire me because I had no credits. But I, I wasn't aware they were filming, but I was downtown at the right moment and I knew everyone working on the show because as a community, you just know everyone. And I'm like, oh, they're filming something over here. Oh, that's Catwoman. Okay. And they needed people who looked young on a Ferris wheel. And this was 20 <laughs> years ago. And I uh, I looked very young and, uh, and they needed more people. And it was like, oh, Trevor's on the sidewalk. And so that was my first stunt job was riding a Ferris wheel that was breaking down and had to make it look like it was shaking around. And Make sure I didn't fall out of it. But uh, that's
1: amazing.
2: But yeah, it's because I knew everybody and it was just right place, right time, literally.
1: And I remember knowing Trevor at the time, being <laughs> super jealous that he was on a big <laughs> movie, getting a credit on Catwoman. And I was like, oh my this God. Is like the Halle Berry Catwoman? <laughs> Halle Berry Catwoman, yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> Would this have been Vancouver or Los Angeles? Vancouver. Wow. Yeah.
2: Oh. That was my my first uh, job on camera. And then I think my first called job was on a movie called Are We There Yet with Ice Cube. I've seen it. And the reason (laughs) why I was qualified, there's a bunch of ice skating, ice capade snowmen, and they needed people who could ice skate. And I could (laughs) ice skate well enough, but they're doing ice dancing. And so there's a bunch of hockey players, but my background was theater and dance. And so it was like, well, let's put Trevor in because we need to do (laughs) some choreography. So that was my my actual first called like like hey I got a job for you. But yeah, Eli, what about you?
1: Yeah, so mine was interesting. I ended up um starting off really early when I was like 18 oh. coming out of high school, I really knew that I wanted to be a sunman and I was already doing like, you know, videos for my like English projects with my buddy uh, and we were editing them together, and my buddies would hit me with cards. And,
0: you know, all stuff, and <laughs> oh like, my god, we
1: it together <laughs> and cut it together and put it all with like music and all that stuff. So we were kind of doing like previs before there was even like previz. So right <laughs> out of high school, I got a hold of a really famous uh, and amazing stunt coordinator, producer, director, everything. Danny Virtue, and then I became his assistant. And so I was working at a horse ranch because he did all the movie horses. So we would do all the movies together. And so he would kind of throw me in here and there where he could. The first show that I did with him, I think was called The Colt. And I didn't know how to ride a horse, but I was riding a horse (laughs) and I was riding into into battles with huge explosions going off and we were doing like saddle falls and all this stuff. And like, I was just trying to stay on the horse, but I could not.
0: Oh my gosh. You yeah. knew you have like, like growing up, obviously. I mean, Eli, you knew you wanted to do this from a young age. Did you have like particular actors who you were like obsessed with, being like, oh my God, that is the thing that I want to do?
1: Yeah, it was like, you know, Burt Reynolds and Hooper and like all those like old, you know, Smoking the Bandit, like cheesy movies that were <laughs> oh <my> like gosh. <laughs> really cool that all just kind of, you know, obviously have paved the way for so many of us but as a kid you know that was like pre my generation for when i was born you know growing up when i was a kid i was like really into ninja turtles and, yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, right so yeah generations change but uh i always think like as stunt performers we you have to know the history of where stunt performing came from and that dates way back and if you don't know you know where it comes from, then you know you're gonna have a hard time going forward.
0: Oh my gosh! Do you want to give us the spark notes, like bullet points on where it comes from? <laughs> I'm about to make you do a TED talk right now.
1: <laughs> well, it like goes way back to like black and white film. You know, like Charlie Chaplin and I mean, I mean, like
2: uh, as far as my understanding is, like the silent films came from vaudeville, but vaudeville was all such physical yeah. action, and without talking, everything was physical. At some point, the job of the stunt double, which changes things like like it becoming a department of actually trying to find people is at some point they're telling a story and they're like, well, that's great. But this guy doesn't know how to ride a horse or this guy doesn't know or our, our actor isn't willing to jump off the train or, or whatever. Uh, who who here could do that? <laughs> and that expands into a whole like like specialties and things like that. and And like any department in film, at some point, everything branches off from just a bunch of people showing up and being like, all right, well you know, we need 30 cops here today. Well, we need cop outfits. Well, where do we get them? Let's mm-hmm. hire one person to just be in charge of getting cop outfits. All right. Now all these cops need to run around and fall <laughs> down. I know a bunch of guys who can run around and fall down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you have a costume department and a stunt department, right? And over a century of filmmaking, it becomes their own departments. And it's always, even in you know the 20 years that Eli and I have been doing this, it's it keeps changing and evolving depending on technologies and And what's required, whether it's mocap becoming involved on set or just the amount of digital work, meaning that everything can be wires, like a wire can be there for Mm -hmm. safety Mm -hmm. all the time and everything. But the mystique of the stunt double still remains that stunts are the secret thing, because initially it was like, well, no, no, no. the audience will think you did it because we never see the guy's face.
1: Yeah, it's all part of the magic trick. Mm -hmm. It's all about creating the illusion and then, you know, with film cutting into each thing, it's like, it's the way that you just create the illusion that it's all taking place all at once.
0: Yeah. We're actually talking to Cassandra next week, Saturday.
1: Great. Excellent. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> talking specifically about st- doubling for, for Walker.
1: <laughs> oh, she's going to be a great interview. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So to talk a little about Percy Jackson... We've been asking a lot of people like what was your prior knowledge of Percy Jackson when you got signed on to this but I'm pretty sure I saw that both of you guys worked on the two movies. We worked on
2: both of the movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were we were at Camp Half-Blood and uh, and e- Eli because of the way the the structure of uh, adapting it to screen the uh, the the House of Aries became the Sons of Aries which were a bunch of tough dudes <laughs> and Eli looked tougher than me so he got to be a no Sons way. of Aries and I was I was just a regular camper and uh so um there was differences there but we both worked on on that one which was really great because it was uh a bunch of work it was like summer camp going to camp half-blood and running around and sword fighting and stuff like that but we also worked together on the second one where uh eli stepped in and doubled uh um, Logan Lerman for a bit. No
0: way. Wow. <laughs> As
2: well. So he he did some Percy doubling. Yeah. Did some cool games. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's
0: your,
2: what's your memories of that? Eli?
1: Uh, that I was actually working on another uh, movie prior to that. And I had just gone home. It was my like summer vacation. And I was like, ah, settling in. And then it was like the phone rang. It was like, Hey, can you be at the studio in 15? I was like, yes, I can. And <laughs> came in and we, uh, it was a second unit. And I came in to do some sequence that uh, Logan was doing. And uh, it was all wire gags. And it was just back-to-back wire gags of flipping over this, flipping over that. It was all part of this, like, ogre monster.
2: It was the Cyclops. Yeah, it was the Cyclops. cyclops.
1: Exactly. Right. And then all of a sudden, my buddy Trevor shows up on set. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And, uh, (laughs) And the second unit director was like, I need this guy here to help me shoot the um
2: we were doing force perspective perspective yeah the cyclops was supposed to be 10 feet tall right and the guy in the suit was not quite seven feet tall so in order to make everything work for height um they were like yeah we want to do it like lord of the rings and no one really knew how to do it Um, but i love messing around and making movies and stuff and and i was there in and out just when they need an extra person and at some point I just spoke up I was like, well, he needs to be there and he needs to be there just based on experiments I'd done until I came up with a good system for it. We'd done all the previs and then um, they went to shoot the scenes and Eli came in to do the doubling and they'd sent me home. <laughs> and then they called me back the same thing. Like, we don't know what you did. <laughs> I have to come back in and the film crew doesn't know me because we were doing previses. And it's like, no, no, no. he needs to stand there. He needs to stand there. The shot needs to be here. They're like, we don't want it to be there. Okay, where do you want your camera? We want it here. And then I just figure out where everyone went. They used some of the forced perspective, some CG, some blue screen sizing differences. But it was really funny because it was fully stepping away from the stunt department. They were just like, how do you make this happen? Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh.
0: Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how much being on set and the technology has changed between the Disney Plus series and the original movies must be wild, like a world of difference.
2: Well, the Percy Jackson Sea of Monsters film was the last film to be shot on film in Vancouver, where it was actually processed on film. It was fully, that was the last movie. They closed up the house that develops film. So now if you choose to shoot on film in Vancouver, it needs to be sent away to probably Los Angeles. I don't know. But that's, you know, a huge leap that that it went fully digital around that time. And now, I mean, our new show, that we just did was not just fully digital, but in volume with no green screen, green screen sometimes, but the technology leaps. And the
1: difference being a stunt performer and shooting on film compared to shooting on digital uh, that I remember is when they'd say rolling, you'd hear.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: It got your heart pumping to do something.
2: Especially if it was slow-mo. Yeah. Especially if
1: it's slow-mo. But, uh, you know, I just remember that, you know, that sound. And then now it's silence.
2: Yeah. (laughs) They'll just keep the camera rolling. Yeah.
1: yeah, It's like,
0: ding. (laughs) We were actually going to ask, Carter. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is a
1: great segue. We weren't sure if you had worked on the volume. So it sounds like that happened. And what we, we wanted to know like what that entails like how that changes stunt work and the whole coordination process like if action has to look or be conceived differently in in that different environment it's not drastically different for us it's a bigger deal for like set deck and art department and mm-hmm. and how to build the sets to fit in with what is happening with the company that is putting the images on the screen Mm -hmm. because they have to blend into Mm -hmm. what they're designing. So for the DPs and art department and the designers and construction, it's like, it's quite the puzzle piece to actually make it all blend, especially if you're doing like, you know, in the first episode when we were doing the exterior of the museum in New York, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's quite tricky because they're building the image from real photos and videos that they've, taken from the real place and then they got to build the steps into it and build the fountain. And then what's practical, what's fake, what's real. And then how do you get that depth? And then when you put a lens on it, you also have to, you know, figure out how to shoot them, where the actors go. That's where we come into play, like as a stunt department in terms of like, okay, if we've got a gag going on, what is the setup? Everything is so much more specific to camera and the screens and the practical sets to like where the positions are, where they take off from, where the fight happens, how they rotate, because it's not a physical set. So it it was an interesting process to go through.
2: As he was saying, it's more for the other departments. But a big difference I found was if we have, let's say, a wire gag where someone's going to get, you know, Percy's going to get thrown back. Anyone, um, Aries gets thrown back. When we're looking in one direction, normally we do the stunt and we pull them this way and the camera's here and you watch the person travel away. And then they'll bring the camera around and you'll see the person come towards. So we'll do it twice on a normal show. But those two takes will happen pretty close to each other. With using the volume and the way that, I mean, every production at this point probably uses the volume different because everyone's learning it. Right. Um, The set is built within it. And the set needs to be turned and the set might not be turned at lunch it might be turned in two days so we're gonna do the wire pull and then two days later when the set's turned we're gonna do the reverse of all the action whether it's the fight this way um or anything or the wire pulls everything is then redone days later in the other direction wow So in in an instant of a cut it's actually a day later but facing the same way because we're still looking at the screens but we've turned the production has turned the whole room so from a stunt point of view, it's actually in some ways better because there's more time to just commit to just oh we're just doing it this part and whatever. It's really kind of nice for us because there's more time, but it's I think a lot harder on the planning for every yeah. other department yeah. involved in it.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, it seems like the mm-hmm. volume is this cool like puzzle that everybody is like solving together.
1: The great thing about it is you know you can be in New York one day, St. Louis the next, mm-hmm. Vegas the next. Yeah, you know you can go anywhere.
0: Perfect for this story which travels across the country so to prep for the kids um obviously there's a ton of really cool stunts that walker does and and all the other kids um what was it like training the kids um and working with the cast and the stunt doubles to get ready for like sword fighting and Clarissa's spear and all that cool stuff and working with the young actors i guess
2: well eli had a really really great way of selling it as is- aria and, and leah didn't have as much to do as walker but we we created camp they came and just stunt camp every day to start bringing them up to speed and eli if you want to talk more about what your plan was with that because that really was successful
1: yeah so basically on each show that we do we kind of want to create like a, a stunt zone right so on the on this one we we had our stunt department in this warehouse basically that we just made as a fun house and we had fun. And if we're having fun, everyone's having fun. And I just said, you know, bring all of them together. Let's build a trust with them because they're going to be on this journey together. We're all on this journey together. So bring them all in and we'll, um, and we'll just put them through like a boot and we'll just have fun. So, you know, like Trevor and I bought a ping pong table. We brought it into the space <laughs> and, and just so that, you know, like everybody could just relax. And, yeah. but like, you know, we use the analogy of ping pongs, like sword fighting, you know, you got to like have your hand to eye coordination and partnering with each other. So we like, you know, we just kind of made it fun, but everybody was great. And they just, um, they came in. Walker was incredible. Leah was incredible. Arian was incredible. Like they just took to it and we just had them do everything all together right off the top, regardless of whatever they were going to be required. It didn't matter that it was going to be in the film. We just wanted to train them to, you know, get to know us and us to get to know them. And it worked really good. And, and I just said, you know, Hey, come by anytime when you guys want to come play and we'll do whatever you want. And if, You know like walker was like oh do you see this movie what about this fight and (laughs) and trevor would be like yeah i know that movie like do you want to learn that fight i know how to do it (laughs) and then and then we just like do that because it's all you know regardless of like what we're doing like okay now we got to go to work at some point we got to go to work and we got to learn the fights and this is what we're going to do and we train that but in the meantime all of that is part of just learning how to move learning how to partner with people and new partners like new fight partners because everybody moves differently and timing is everything in fights and uh here's a new weapon here use this use that just train them in all aspects of what might happen on set where oh we need to tweak this this is a little bit different move your elbow here move that we need this to come more to lens you know like little nuances like that that come up in the day messing around with random stuff is great.
0: Yeah, it gets them comfortable. And then when do like the actual weapons come into play? Like when do you find out oh this is exactly what like backbiter is going to look like and what that prop is going to feel like and like incorporating that into the the rehearsal?
1: That well, I mean the actual picture props are designed by props and art department and and director and obviously come from, you know, original like Rick Reardon, what he's written and the images and all that stuff so all of that is kind of like pre-planned then when stunt department and stunt coordinators come into play is we say okay well this is what we're going to be doing with them this is what we want to do with them so let's make either you know depending on what the prop is or the weapon you know let's make a lightweight version make a rubber version of it make a soft or a breakaway or something like that. If if the staff has to break, or the sword has to be swung in proximity, or like you know a bamboo uh, sword, so that like it's lightweight and you can swing it. And if you end up tagging somebody, it won't hurt, but it won't look flimsy on screen. So all that kind of stuff. And we get proxies made of that early, that are like safe,
2: and we can give notes on them, and they're very great because if we're like, oh, it it's actually kind of heavy at the end. You know, if you put a little bit more weight at the back end and we would even just, you know, duct tape some weight at the back and be like, looks like there's this much weight. Give it back to them. Yeah, it was the same thing the next one shields. comes in and it's, it's like, better balanced. Oh, these are again.
1: really, you know, these are very close. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just tweak this or can we get an extra handle there for this move? Mm-hmm. Waste no time, like put stuff in their hands Yeah, and let's start moving because you're going to be moving with it.
0: Oh, the fact that you guys are like stunt coordinators, but you're also blacksmiths and you're like suddenly <laughs> designing swords at the same time. is so cool.
2: No, it's uh, it's, it's really cool. And that's the thing is, is Eli and I just love movies and love the whole process. So it, the fact that we're allowed to go and, and just be like, no, we're just going to train these with these kids every day. And, and with them is true because the, the kids were so talented. We we're really super lucky on this film that a, everyone wanted to be there because sometimes cast is just too busy like it's hard being in a movie and i'm not saying that they don't want to be at stunt rehearsals they just are spread too thin they wanted to to be there they were able to make the time to be there and then they were all really pretty talented and i know that uh that walker was almost too talented in the fact that i mean percy's not supposed to be great and quite quickly he was excelling so much. And then we're we're showing videos to production and they're going, No, he's he's too good. And we're like, No, 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 this is him dumbed down. This is he's actually way better than
1: this. And he's so <laughs>
2: stoked at how great he's become at, at everything that he's doing, and he wants to show it off. And he gets that he has to act, you know, not great, but finding that balance of looking like he's overwhelmed by what's happening, but still doing the choreography correctly was really quite cool to be a part of. Because usually you're trying to bring your actor up and we're, we're literally <laughs> having to push him down.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, but the opportunity that arose in that was we were able to add acting beats into that, into each fight mm-hmm. of him not knowing where he is, which all, also brings like so much more of a level into a fight. And then of course, He had most of the action. What we also did with, um, with him right off the bat was, uh, he had all this underwater work to do, which you guys have seen, which has been really cool. And that was something that was like quite the challenge to wrap our heads around how we're going to do it is dry for wet, you know, where you shoot, uh, where you put all the water in digitally. And you got to do the digi hair because it won't match and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. Or if we actually, you know, go into a tank and do it. But then, you know, he's Poseidon's son. So he's got to breathe underwater. He's got a whole dialogue scenes underwater. And it's like, okay, hey, what are we going to do here? And brought on uh, another stunt coordinator, Yvette Gonda. And she's an underwater specialist. She excels at free diving and underwater cinema so we brought her on and we got walker in the pool like every week just part of our training every week so it was just we rented a pool and they went swimming and we brought (laughs) uh we brought an underwater team with him every day uh lovely woman roberta and they just trained him and certified him as a ada free diver and and from day one that we got him because we had like two months to train or a month and a half, I think it was six weeks. And, uh, he was in the pool every week and we just started working on all the stuff and all the scenes and breath holds and just getting comfortable in the water. And Walker was already comfortable in the water. Like his dad was a Navy SEAL. He's yeah. You know, Pete was fantastic, has been prepping him for this role his entire life. (laughs) And and I mean, we couldn't have been luckier because Walker came in, you know, already being able to hold his breath for like, it was like two minutes or something like that. And it just got, it just got even better. But then we were able to, you know, Yvette was able to like work with him and get him, uh, you know, really comfortable and run dialogue and and work on the you know the iconic breathe in moment yeah. the water.
0: <laughs> goose all bumps. It,
1: like goose all bumps. of that all of that was done wet for wet in a tank yeah. in yeah. water yeah all walker and like I can't say enough uh, about like how impressed I was with how he got through that and his capabilities and uh and i was really happy with the with the way it turned out
0: yeah i remember very vividly when uh filming was wrapped and they the, the official accounts posted that photo of walker underwater and the video of him going <laughs> send help and everyone being like this kid has worked so hard like day in day out for months while still doing school and i always knew that and i believed it but like hearing everybody talk about like how much they individually worked with Walker and their individual aspect and talk about like, Oh yeah, he went to the pool every week in addition to his sword fighting, in addition to everything else is like, in addition to oh, going my to school God.
2: every day and making a
1: movie. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he was definitely, he worked extremely hard on that show and it shows um, with the product. We shot those underwater sequences right at the end, like right at wrap when everybody is the most tired and had been had been running wild for like 10 months and uh, (laughs) he just killed it like he just pulled up his socks and went to it like it was it was it was really good he's strong that that boy
0: oh my god yeah working with Adam Copeland, bringing him into the mix. If that was cool for you guys, I know Walker, like every single interview where people have been like, Walker, what are you excited for people to see? He's been like, Aries fight, Aries fight. Like what was the most fun (laughs) thing to work on? He was like, Aries fight for sure. Um, Even Arian was like, I want everyone to see the aries fight um so if there's anything you want to tell us about that and like bringing edge into into the process
2: it was it was really cool because anytime you get someone that has such a physical background it it can be intimidating for us how how is this going to be like because he knows what he's doing how are we going to incorporate that but he came in and he was so generous and just being like no he's like i've i've done some sword fights and on, on movies before and this and that. And he goes, and I got my way of doing things. He's like, how are we doing this together? And he was completely open from the beginning. And uh, and of course, he's physically capable of absolutely anything. He does, <laughs> he does not need a stunt double, but we for the process need a stunt double just for the shape of things. So we ha- got him a stunt double and they got along great. And he does, I'm pretty sure, almost all of the action except for some of the big wire pulls, which were technically really complicated. Um, When he gets hit by the wave, but Ryan Hanley, his stunt double and him, they just made a good team because there's no ego. Like, like, I don't need a stunt double. No, his stunt double is there to, to work on stuff and support him. And, and he was a lot of fun because he was just so generous and just happy to be there, happy to rehearse. Happy to take notes of subtle changes, and sometimes people once they get in the zone and they're in the scene, you know, we have to allow cast to act as well and whatever. And if if he'd see Eli and I like kind of talking to each other, he'd look over, and be like, "No, what, what is it?" And he'd be in the middle of everything. But that's very uncommon. Usually, it's like, "Guys, we've gotten to the day, I've got this," and and that's fine. I, you have to respect people's process. He's like, "No, no, what, what is it?" And they're like, "No, no, no I, maybe if you." He was really quite cool to work with someone who a has done so much physical
1: Yeah, I know talking to him was like talking to like an old stunt guy. <laughs> he's like, Oh, when I broke this, when I broke that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're like, Oh, whoa, all right. But he had so many cool stories. And yeah, like Trevor said, he's just such a great, uh, responsive guy. Like it was very cool working with him.
0: Oh, that scene looks so good.
2: It was so so fun.
1: I, I think you kind of touched on this. We wanted to ask about what the relationship was between the stunt coordination process and the way that you coach people through the stunts and the story aspect. And like how 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 you think about integrating those things and if you have any, I guess, like stories to tell about trying to marry the story and the stunts together in in the work that you were doing.
2: Luke Luke versus Percy is a combination of a training fight and and an actual fight. And there's so much going on. The main thing that's really great uh, is that both of those fights, neither of them want to hurt each other. So it's so easy to go, here's a fight scene. You think that you could take any fight scene and go, they fight, and take any fight scene, sword fight from any movie and plug it in. But Percy is trying to block Luke from doing what he's doing. And we have to figure that out in the do-si-do and it's scripted and loose, but then there's some dialogue. And normally you kind of take these big breaks to have the people talk and then sword fight some more fight Mm -hmm. some more but the cast was so competent and you know charlie and walker we worked it up so that the dialogue was within the sword fighting in the training fight and in their their actual fight and the actors being able to do the dialogue within the sword moves they were extremely excited to do it and on the day usually you'll do the fight and do the dialogue but they ran it all the way through these massive scenes with all the dialogue and everything, all the moves. And then we moved in to, to clean up special moments. But mm-hmm. the fact that it, that relationship is there and that they were capable of doing the whole fight, all the dialogue and everything, they were able to build the emotion, not just with the acting, but with the physicality in the fight and the, the fact that neither of them wants to be having the sword fight. And, Mm-hmm. They brought so much more than you know when Eli and I were talking about it, it's like you know it's scripted that they fight, they talk, they fight, they talk, but let's what if we try to just kind of push this together? It seems to be scripted that way, let's really just overlap mm-hmm. it all and keep them going and uh, yeah and it was really quite a lot of fun to to do that, but it re- it requires a cast that's comfortable and willing to go for it, and they put in weekends, which is very unusual to make sure that we could get it together. That scene is incredible. We we were really... <laughs> we
0: were shook. We were gagged. We talk a lot about Luke on our, on our show. Um, and so we we were like, the whole time we were watching, we were watching the screeners, we were like, what's going to happen in episode eight? You know, how are we going to handle the betrayal scene? Because obviously in the books, it's not a big sword fight. It's a little scorpion poison. And then he like runs away. But they had been teasing that this was going to be a sword fight. And we were like, oh my God, what's it going to be like? And then we were just <laughs> totally blown away. It was It's Shakespearean, like... I know yeah. you come from a theatrical background, Trevor. I feel like <laughs> that makes so much sense because it was it was incredible.
2: No, it so was dramatic. It was fun, but it also that was some of the last stuff we shot, and we shot it right around the same time as the Ares fight. And so Walker is is doing the cl- filming, the climax of the film, preparing for the water work, and on set he wanted to be pulled away from set to just run the sword fight so like the the stud team was standing around in case he could have a minute to come and work on the scenes to kind of get them in his body and uh you know charlie was putting in tons of time as well but charlie's schedule wasn't like walkers and the amount of time that he had to to put in but once again it's just a testament to um we can be we can be there and be ready for anyone but the availability that he made and the, the the whole production made to allow him to be there for us. Cause yeah, you see it as this, 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 all those things are being prepared at once, including he's filming every day and going to school every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, it was good times.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much. Oh my, holy cow. This was the best interview ever. Um, <laughs> oh, you
2: say that to all the interviews.
0: So this is harder (laughs) can attest. I've always talked about stunts, and like I was really excited to talk to you guys in particular. So this was really cool. But thank you both so much for joining us today and for educating us so much on your career. Thanks for having
1: us. Thank you so much for having us. Super fun. Yeah.
0: All right. We'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.